0: we welcome you to the Tabernacle Podcast, brought to you by the Tabernacle Baptist Church in Hickory, North Carolina. If you'd like to learn more about Tabernacle, you can visit our website, tabernaclebaptistchurch.com. You can find other sermons like this one on Apple Podcast, YouTube, and Sermon Audio. It is our prayer that God has used this message to be an encouragement to your heart. Are you in Ruth chapter one? (laughs) Oh, mercy. Verse 1, now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab. He and his wife and his two sons, and the name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi, and the name of his two sons, Malon and Kileon, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. And they took them wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other Ruth. And they dwelled there about ten years. And Malon and Chilion died also, both of them. And the woman was left of her two sons and her husband. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. Wherefore, she went forth out of the place where she was and her two daughters-in-law with her, and they went on the way to return into the land of Judah. And Naomi said unto her daughters-in-law, Go, return each to her mother's house." the Lord deal kindly with you as ye have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant you that you may find rest, each of you in the house of her husband. And she kissed them and they lifted up their voice and wept. And they said unto her, surely we will return with thee unto thy people. And Naomi said, turn again, my daughters, why will ye go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb that they may be your husbands? Turn again, my daughters, go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. And if I should say I have hope, if I should have a husband also tonight and should also bear sons, would ye tarry for them till they were grown? Would ye stay for them from having husbands? Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. And they lifted up their voice and wept again, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law has gone back unto her people, and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go, and where thou lodgest, I will lodge. And thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Where thou diest, will I die. And there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. And when she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. Notice the phrase we find here in verse number 18. When she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her. I want to speak to you on this subject. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. Ruth has made a decision here. And her decision is to follow Jesus. I want to ask you this evening, have you made that decision? And some of you say, Well, yes, Pastor, we've made the decision. We we've trusted the Lord Jesus as our Savior. And I'm grateful that you've made that decision. If you haven't made that decision, you need to make that decision tonight. But let me ask you, have you decided to follow Him? to follow him. You know, our decisions are important because our decisions determine our destination. On this day, Ruth made the most important decision she would ever make. She made the decision to follow Naomi and it became the, def- the defining moment of her life. Orpah, on the other hand, made the decision to turn back. Have you ever wondered what happened to Orpah? She returned to Moab. Perhaps she married a Moabite man, one that didn't know God or loved God. Maybe she had children and they were raised believing in idols and participating in the awful heathen practices of the Moabites. I can see Orpah maybe scrolling through her Facebook She comes across a picture of Ruth with her husband, Boaz, and their little baby. And she thought to herself, how does she have it so good? Why does she have it so good? I want to tell you why. Because she made the decision to follow Jesus. Orpah had that opportunity, but she chose not to. Ruth chose to follow Jesus. Jesus. Oftentimes, young people make decisions based on what their friends are thinking or what seems to be the the easiest and most convenient thing to do at the moment. And by the way, adults make decisions much that way too. But rarely do we look forward into the future to see where those decisions will lead us. Naomi is an example of that. Her and her husband Elimelech made a decision in the midst of a a time of famine that they would go down to Moab there and live among the Moabites. Uh, Naomi never anticipated the day that her husband would die or the fact that her two sons would die. You see, our decisions impact our destiny and our destination. Naomi has been given the opportunity now to correct that decision and return to Bethlehem, Judah, back to the house of the Lord, the house of bread. And as she is returning, her daughters-in-law are following her, and she says to them, girls, if you follow me, I want you to know it's a dead-end road. I don't have any more children. I have no more sons to offer you. And then she gives this almost ridiculous notion that if she were to marry that night and, and conceive children, would you wait for those boys to grow up? And the answer, of course, was no. She was trying to show them the reality of the situation, that there was no hope for those girls in following her. But what Naomi did not count on was the fact that Ruth was making a decision not just to follow her, but to follow Jesus. Jesus. And that's the decision all of us must make to follow Jesus. I want to ask you this, this evening, who's charting your course? Who is determining your direction, young people? Is it you? I'm going to do what I want to do. Is it your friends? Is it the world? Or is it the Lord? Do you want God to direct your steps? And you must decide to follow him, and you must choose to follow him today. Ruth did, and she never regretted it. Orpah did not, and we're sure that her life was filled with regrets. And so in this little book, this book of Ruth, and in the life of this young woman, we say we see an amazing amount of truth that will help us as we endeavor to follow Jesus. I'm going to give you four things tonight. I hope you'll write them down, four things uh, that are essential to us, four things that we discover as we make the decision to follow Jesus. First of all, if you write this down, number one, there is a resolve to be tested. There is a resolve to be tested. Naomi said, girls, go back to Moab. Orpah finally said, okay, I'm going. Ruth probably didn't count on that. She probably didn't count on Orpah to go back, but nevertheless she did. I don't know that she expected that her own mother-in-law was going to say to her time and time again, go back, but yet she did. Notice if you would please in verse 14, and they lifted up their voice and wept. We're in chapter 1. They lifted up their voice and wept again, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. And Ruth said, entreat me not to leave thee or return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go, and where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. There's her decision. Where thou diest, will I die, and, where, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. When she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. You see, there's a resolve to be tested. When we make the decision to follow Jesus, there is a resolve to be tested. Will we follow through with our decisions? The Bible tells us that Ruth clave, in verse number 14, she clave unto Naomi. Thus she resisted the temptation to return to Moab. There will always be a temptation for you and I who have begun to follow Jesus to return back to the old life to return back to the pleasures of sin. Naomi resisted two things. First of all, we see that she resisted the pressure of her circumstances. I hope you'll write that down. She resisted the pressure of her circumstances. Oftentimes, people are willing to follow Jesus until they come to a situation that they can't seem to figure out for themselves, a situation that makes them uncomfortable a situation that they don't like. And they're not willing to endure those circumstances. And in the midst of difficult circumstances, they turn around and they go back to Moab. Now we see in verse number eight, the circumstances that these girls were in. Look, if you would, beginning there. And Naomi said unto her daughters-in-law, go, return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. Look at verse 9. The Lord grant you that you may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. These girls were living in a day when uh, if they were not married, if they did not have a husband, then they did not have security. They did not have security. The term that is used here oftentimes throughout the book of Ruth is this term rest. 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 The inference is that they would be restless, that they would be aimless, that that, that they would be unsettled unless they had a provider, someone to care for them. But there wasn't much hope that a Moabite man would really fit the bill. By the way, I want all of you young ladies to listen. The Bible teaches, and you young men to listen, the Bible teaches very clearly that we're not to be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. We are not to look to people of this world as mates and for dates unless they know the Lord Jesus is their Savior. Who will rule and who will reign in your life? Will you make decisions or will you allow the Lord Jesus to make the decisions for you? You see, these girls were in a situation where if they followed Naomi and they went back to Israel and they were cursed people in the eyes of the Israelites if they went back there they probably would not find acceptance most likely would not find a husband and if they went back to Moab they're certainly not looking for a lot of hope there either these girls were in difficult circumstances they could see no way out of these circumstances and Orpah of course recognized this and turned away but Ruth resolved to follow Jesus She was willing to follow Jesus whether there was a husband in Israel or not. She said, I'm going to follow him. There is a resolve to be tested. She resisted the pressure of her circumstances. Secondly, she resisted the pressure of her peers. Her peers. Who was her peer in this case? Well, it was Orpah. What did Orpah do? Orpah said, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I imagine that Ruth and Orpah became very close over the years uh, that they lived together and they lived uh, in the household with the family. They were married to two boys that died. They shared that grief together. They encouraged their mother-in-law. They only discovered love when they came into that family and they finally discovered who the true and the living God was when they came into that family. But there came a time when Orpah turned back and Ruth had a decision to make. Is she going to follow her peer? Peer pressure is a real, it's a real pressure that not only our kids face, but we as adults face too. You see, Orpah's decision to return required that Ruth learn to stand alone. To stand alone. Are you willing to stand alone? She was separated from the one whose company she enjoyed so that she might experience the company of a greater host the people of God. And the Bible says that Moses forsook Egypt. He esteemed the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. He, 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 he chose not to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He did not want to be associated with Egypt. He wanted to be associated with the people of God. Are you willing to to resist the pressure of your circumstances, to, 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 to resist the pressure of your peers, and make the decision to follow Jesus. Number one, there is a resolve to be tested. Will you pass the test? Number two, there are responsibilities to be fulfilled. Look in chapter two, if you would please, and verse number one. Ruth and Naomi have come back. They've returned to Bethlehem, Judah. In verse number one, and Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a mighty man of wealth, one of the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabitess said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. And she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And her hap was to light on the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the kindred of Elimelech. You see, if we're going to follow Jesus, there are responsibilities that must be fulfilled. Uh, This young lady, Ruth, she awakes in a new place. She's returned with her mother-in-law. She's a young widow, a Moabite with no prospects at all. But she didn't lay in the bed. Listen to me. She did not lay in the bed bemoaning her circumstances. She got up in the morning and she said, I'm going to work. Obviously, she knew something of the law of God that provided for those in need that they could go and glean in the fields of the reapers. And she was willing and looking for an opportunity to go into the field and to labor. She was willing to work. And when she got that opportunity, she seized it. She seized it. The Bible says in verse 3, again, she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers, and her hap was to light on a part of the field belonging unto Boaz, who was of the kindred of Elimelech. He's the near kinsman. Now, if we note here in verse 5, the Bible said, then said Boaz unto his servant that was set over the reapers, whose damsel is this? So Boaz takes note of her. Verse 6, and the servant that was set over the reaper's answered and said, it is the Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. So word has gotten around. Verse 7, and she said, I pray you, this is what the servant was reporting, she said, I pray you, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and hath continued even from the morning until now that she tarried a little in the house. In other words, this girl's been working hard and she's been working all day. Verse number 11, And Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath fully been showed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband, and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother and the land of thy thy nativity, and art come unto a people which thou knewest not heretofore. Verse 12, The Lord recompense thy work. You, You see that word? Would you circle it? the Lord recompense thy work and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel under whose wings thou art come to trust. You see there are responsibilities that she had to fulfill and Ruth here is recognized for her work. She's recognized for it. By the way, work might be a four letter word, but it's a good word. And young people and adults need to learn how to work. And if you have a job, you need to be the best employee in the place. You don't need to be the guy that they're wondering if you're going to show up today. Uh, You don't need to be the guy that's calling in sick unless you're sick. You don't need to be the complainer, you need to be the worker. You need to be the laborer because it says something about your reputation. It says something about your character. It says something about who you are. And if you're going to follow Jesus, then you need to understand that there are going to be responsibilities that you're going to have to embrace. Ephesians 6 verse 5, servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling and singleness of heart as... Unto Christ, our labor in the workplace should be done to the best of our ability as unto Christ. Verse six, not with eye service as men pleasers, not hoping to be seen, not doing something good when the boss is around, but continually, faithfully working hard, diligent in your responsibility. Verse six again, but as the servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart, with good will, doing service. As to the Lord and not to men. Your job, whatever it is that God has given you to do, your job is to be done for the glory of the Lord Jesus. He is your boss. And when the Boaz of this world, who's your supervisor or your manager, looks down, he ought to be able to see that you're a person of integrity and honor who does the job he's been hired to do. Proverbs contains warning after warning concerning slothfulness, laziness. Proverbs 26 and verse 14, as the door turneth upon his hinges, so doth the slothful upon his bed. Proverbs 19 and verse 15, slothfulness casteth into a deep sleep, and an idle soul shall suffer hunger. I tell you, I got a lot of respect for Ruth because she got up and went to work day one. Nobody had to tell her to do it. She didn't get up and open the kitchen cabinets and say to her mother-in-law, what's for breakfast? She got up and went to work. She went to work. And so we see here there are responsibilities to be fulfilled. Ruth was recognized for her work. But let me just tell you this. Not only was she recognized for her work, she was rewarded for her work. And by the way, if you'll work, God will bless you. If you're lazy, if you're idle, you'll suffer hunger. That's what Proverbs nineteen fifteen says. But if you'll labor, you'll be rewarded. Look at verse 17, chapter number two. The Bible says, so she, that's Ruth, gleaned in the field until even. All day long she worked in the field and beat out that she had gleaned. She's separating uh, the wheat from the chaff, and the and uh, she's separating the kernels from the husks and it was about an ephah of barley, and she took it up and went into the city, and her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned, and she brought forth and gave to her that she had reserved after she was suffice. The inference here is that Ruth was amazed, or Naomi rather, was amazed at how much Ruth had gleaned. She didn't just get enough for her. She got enough for her family. She got enough for her mother-in-law. She fulfilled her responsibilities, and she was rewarded for her work. Then we come to chapter number three, and in chapter number three, what do we see? We see that there are relationships to be pursued. Would you write that down? There are relationships to be pursued. Now, I want you to remember that, when, when, when uh, Naomi said to Ruth and Orpah, look, girls, go back to Moab, get on findadate.com, and find a Moabite boy and settle down. Start an Instagram profile and take some immodest pictures, and, and maybe you'll get some attention. That's not, that's not what she did, is it? She said, I have decided to follow Jesus. And when she decided to follow Jesus, do you know what Jesus did for her? He led her to the person that he had for her. Do you know what will happen in your life if you'll follow Jesus, young person? If you'll make up your mind that what's most important is to follow him and allow him to decide who you're going to marry, and you'll learn to rest in him and put your trust in him, do you know what he'll do? He'll take care of it. He'll take care of it. So you can trust Jesus. And what you'll find is that there are relationships to be pursued. Now, let's look in verse 1. Chapter number 3, are you there? Now, listen, I, I, a, I've got some great advice for these young people. So you guys better, you, you need to be ready to listen and write some things down because you're going to need this. This is really going to help you. Look in verse 1. Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said unto her, my daughter, shall I not seek rest for thee? There's that word again, rest. A relationship, a husband, a home, a security, a relationship of loving relationship, that it may be well with thee. And now is not Boaz, there she is throwing out that name, there is not Boaz of our kindred whose maidens thou wast. Behold, he winneth barley tonight in the threshing floor. He's winnowing the barley. You see, when Naomi spoke of this rest, she, of course, was speaking of a husband. And the one that she was encouraging Ruth to pursue was Boaz. Now, I want to give you three things here that will help you pursue these relationships. Number one, preparation. Preparation. Are you guys listening right here in the front? Say amen, boys. Girls, are you listening? Say amen, girls. Okay, yeah, barely move those lips. Look, the, only, the people can't see you, only I can. So it's okay. Preparation, that's step number one. What's the first word in verse three? Would you say it with me, church? Wash, take a bath. <laughs> take a bath. Wash thyself. And what's the next word? What's the next word? Anoint thee. Put your deodorant on, boys. I've been around a few of them about to knock you down when they won't buy you. Put your perfume on, girls. Smell good. Take a bath. Take care of your hygiene. Put thy raiment upon thee, nice clean clothes, and get thee down to the floor. But make not thyself known unto the man until he shall have done eating and drinking. And it shall be when he lieth down that thou shalt mark the place where he shall lie and shall go in and cover his feet and lay thee down and he will tell thee what thou should do. And she said unto her, all that thou sayest unto me I will do. Boy, I'm going to tell you something. That's a good response, isn't it? You might want to underline that phrase in your Bible. All that thou sayest unto me, I shall do. I will do. Do your kids typically say that when you tell them to do something? Oh, all that thou sayest unto me, I will do. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Ruth did that, and God blessed her. She went down to the floor and did according to all that her mother in law obeyed her. She washed, she anointed, she put her raiment on. Preparation. Preparation. By the way, what's on the outside is not nearly as important as what's on the inside. So let God cleanse and prepare your heart. Have integrity, have purity. Love the Lord Jesus, trust Him. Submit to the authorities in your life. We find that in, in this young girl named Ruth. She was submissive. Preparation. I got to hurry. Number two, purity. Purity. Now, I'm, I'm not going to take all the time to read this, but we find that Ruth did something really odd to us. And again, we have to put ourselves in the context and the culture of what's happening. Boaz is a, at a place where he's winnowing the barley so they cast it up and then they have a fan and that fan drives away that chaff and it separates the chaff from the barley the barley falls to the ground the threshing floor here and so there's a process taking place it's a harvest time and they're having a meal and and they're all working everybody's you know those farmers from the field have come in to this place and and they're working here and and trying to glean Trying to gather the harvest. And they would sleep there overnight. In verse 7, and when Boaz had eaten and drunk, and his heart was merry, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of corn. And she came softly and uncovered his feet and lay her down. And it came to pass at midnight that the man was afraid and turned himself. And behold, a woman lay at his feet. Now, I want you to know there's not a hint of impropriety in this passage. Not a hint. There's not a hint of immodesty. There's not a hint of sexual activity. She came and she took the covering that was on his feet and she laid it over herself. Look again, verse nine. And he said, who art thou? And she answered, I am Ruth, thine handmaid. Spread therefore thy skirt over thine handmaid, for thou art a near kinsman. What was she saying? She was saying this. I'm interested in you. I'd like to be your wife, it would have never occurred to him because we we infer from the text that he was older than her. We infer from the text that she was a a young, attractive woman. And so it, it probably had not entered into the mind of Boaz, although he may have taken note of her and obviously had, that he would have thought that she would have been interested in him. Verse 10, and he said, Blessed be thou, the Lord, my daughter, for thou hast shown more kindness, look at this, in the latter end, that at the beginning, inasmuch as thou followest not young men, whether poor or rich. And now, my daughter, fear not, I will do thee all that thou requirest, for all the city of my people doth know that thou art. What's the next word? A what? A virtuous. she was pure. There are relationships to be Pursuit. It requires preparation, it requires purity, and then it requires patience. She had to wait. Look at verse 12. These are the words of Boaz. And now it is true that I am thy near kinsman, howbeit there is a kinsman nearer than I. In other words, somebody else has the right. Now, I don't have a lot of time to explain that, but she wasn't just free to marry anybody. She wanted to according to the law. The nearest kinsman had the right to marry her. Verse 13 tarry this night and it shall be in the morning that if he will perform unto thee the part of a kinsman well, let him do the kinsman part. But if he will not do the part of the kinsman to thee, then will I do the part of a kinsman to thee as the Lord liveth, lie down to the morning. Verse 16, and when she came to her mother-in-law, she said, who art thou my daughter? And she told her all that the man had done to her. And she said, these six measures of barley gave he me, for he said to me, go not empty unto thy mother-in-law, then said she, Sit still, my daughter. Are you willing to sit still? Sit still, my daughter, until thou know how the matter will fall. For the man will not be in rest until he has finished the thing this day. You see, she had a dilemma. There was a nearer kinsman. What if he wanted to marry her? Well, he had the right to do so before that Boaz could. So she had to wait. She had to wait. And young men and young women, you need to learn to wait on the Lord and let God make the choices for you. And God did make the choice, didn't he? Because she married Boaz. Don't get ahead of God. Don't, don't take things in your own hands. Listen, listen. When you, take a, when you take fire in your hands, you're going to get a burn, a wound in your bosom. Let God, let God direct you. Be patient. There are relationships to be pursued. But then fourthly, there are rewards to be enjoyed. When you make the decision to follow Jesus, I want you to know it is a blessed life. It's not an easy life necessarily, but it is a blessed life. What did Ruth get? Well, she got Boaz, didn't she? She got Boaz. Boaz became her husband. Verse 13, chapter 4, so Boaz took Ruth, and she was his wife. She found her rest, didn't she? She found her relationship. She found her love. She got Boaz. What a blessing. But not only did she get Boaz, but she had a baby. Look again in verse 13, the Lord gave her conception, and she bare a son. Wow, she never thought that would happen. She never thought that would happen. You see, God gave her Boaz, and God gave her a baby, and then God made her a blessing. Look at verse 14. And the women said unto Naomi, now remember now, this is Ruth's mother-in-law. The women said unto Naomi, blessed be the Lord which hath not left thee this day without a kinsman, that his name may be famous in Israel. Do you know what Boaz did? He resurrected the name of Elimelech, the family name. And he reclaimed all the possessions and the land of Elimelech for the family. So everything that Naomi thought she lost, she got it back in Boaz, the Redeemer. And everything that Adam lost in the garden, Jesus gave back to us. And God used this girl, Ruth, to be a blessing to her mother-in-law because that mother-in-law looked into the face of a beautiful baby boy. She was a grandmother. She never thought it would happen. She said, the Lord hath dealt bitterly with me. I went out full, but I've come back empty. And God said, oh, that's what you think, but I'm going to bless you. (laughs) Some of you are in that stage perhaps where you think I went out full and I've come back empty. Let me tell you, God's not finished working yet. He's a good God. They said, blessed be the Lord which hath not left thee this day without a kinsman that his name may be famous in Israel. By the way, do you know who who the great grandson of this woman is gonna be? A boy named David. And the Lord said, I'm gonna give him a name verse 15 and he shall be unto thee a restorer of thy life and a nourisher of thine old age for thy daughter-in-law which loveth thee which is better than thee than seven sons hath borne him i want to tell you folks god's not finished yet you just let him work you let him work it pays to serve Jesus. It pays every day. It pays every step of the way. Have you decided to follow Jesus? If so, there's a resolve to be tested. Don't allow peers, don't allow circumstances to cause you to turn away from Jesus. Have you decided to follow Jesus? If so, there are responsibilities to be fulfilled. Do your work as under the Lord. Embrace your responsibilities. God will bless and reward you. If you decide to follow Jesus, there are relationships to pursue. Be pure. Be prepared. Be patient. If you follow Jesus, there are rewards to be enjoyed and blessings forevermore. I have decided to follow Jesus i have decided to follow jesus no turning back no turning back thank you for listening we pray that god has used his word to speak to you today if you'd like to learn more about tabernacle you can visit us online at tabernaclebaptistchurch.com there you'll find additional information about our church opportunities to partner with us financially as well as other resources that we hope can be a help to you. May God bless you, and thank you once again for listening.